Are you tired of your digestive system feeling like a circus act gone wrong? Introducing Ritual's 3-in-1 Gut Superhero Symbiotic Plus, a probiotic, prebiotic, and postbiotic all rolled into one. And with 25% off with the code POWER, there's no better time to check out Ritual. Let's break it down. Probiotics are like the cool kids at the gut party, keeping everything in check and making sure the good vibes are flowing. Prebiotics are their wingmen, fueling the party with all the right snacks to keep the good bacteria thriving. And postbiotics, well, they're like the cleanup crew, sweeping away the mess and leaving your gut feeling fresh and fabulous. So say goodbye to the gut drama and remember, there's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power. Tossing and turning all night like a salad? It's time to put those sleepless nights to bed for good. Enter Tanasi, my sleep saviors, and they have science to back up their sleep, anxiety, and pain-relieving powers. Back in 2016, they invested a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. Turns out their special patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula is twice as effective as CBD alone and can be more effective than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. So if you're tired of tossing and turning like a rotisserie chicken, then Tanasi's got your back with their range of great products from tinctures to gummies to lotions. Tanasi is my go-to when I can't sleep or I have way too much anxiety. I'm so glad that I discovered them. So go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off your order. That's Tanasi.com, T-A-N-A-S-I, to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. Sober Powered is sponsored by BetterHelp. I was a stress drinker, and I thought, if only I didn't have so much stress, I wouldn't have to drink this much. But do you know why I had all this stress? Because I didn't have the skills to take stressors off my plate, so they built up and wore me down. Some stressors are big and others are small, but carrying around 25 minor annoyances is going to have an impact on you. Plus, did you know that alcohol messes with our stress response system and decreases our ability to handle stress? It makes small things seem like a much bigger deal. Learning how to manage stress and take things off my plate has changed my life. I'm calm, I'm less reactive, and I believe that I can handle whatever comes my way. I feel proud of the way that I handle things now. You can get there too. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com sober to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash sober. I'm Jill, and this is the Sober Powered Podcast. I'll tell you how I finally stopped chasing the buzz and what I've learned along the way. Welcome back to the Sober Powered Podcast. I'm Jill, and if you're new here, I'm a sober scientist who talks about the science and psychology of addiction. If that sounds interesting, please subscribe. Today, I'm going to talk about weight loss, everybody's favorite topic. So many of us have a goal to lose weight, 
and it can be something that we end up pursuing for our entire lives without success. There are three main reasons that alcohol prevents the body from burning fat, which you'll learn more about in this episode. Before we get started, I'd like to take a moment to give a huge shout out to some of my new members, Merle and Felicia. Thank you both for your support, and I'm really looking forward to getting to know you better. If you're curious about membership, there's a link in the show notes where you can find out more information. And if you're on my email list, I did send out a little 45-second clip of January's bonus episode that only my members get, so you can kind of see what you would get if you join. Okay, so let's dig in. If you Google why you can't lose weight and drink, you'll find articles talking about excess calories and sugar and alcohol. But what if you're just a vodka drinker? Vodka only has 70 calories per shot and it doesn't have any sugar. So the argument falls apart there. We've talked about how the body processes alcohol in a few different episodes, but as a reminder, there are two different enzymes that break down alcohol, alcohol dehydrogenase and aldehyde dehydrogenase. An enzyme does work on another molecule to do things like break it down, combine it with something else, add water to it, change the shape, etc., Sometimes an enzyme needs a little bit of help to get its work done, and this help comes in the form of a coenzyme. Many coenzymes are vitamins or derived from vitamins. Many of the B vitamins help out a lot of different enzymatic reactions in the body. So this means if you're deficient in a vitamin, the enzyme that it helps won't be able to do its job as well. A very important coenzyme that helps out a variety of different bodily processes is called nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide, or just NAD. It's a form of vitamin B3. It picks up a hydrogen atom to become NADH and takes it away for another enzyme to use it. So let's use alcohol as an example. The first enzyme that works on alcohol is called alcohol dehydrogenase. Dehydrogenase means the enzyme removes hydrogen from a molecule, which you can tell from the name dehydrogen. An ace means it's an enzyme. All enzymes end in the suffix ace, A-S-E. NAD is the coenzyme because when alcohol dehydrogenase removes a hydrogen from alcohol, it needs to put that hydrogen somewhere. It can't just float away into the body, so it gives the extra hydrogen to NAD. This process continues over and over. Alcohol dehydrogenase removes a hydrogen from alcohol, gives it to NAD, then NADH finds an enzyme that wants a hydrogen and becomes NAD again, ready to process more alcohol. I said earlier that NAD is involved in a lot of different things, not just breaking down alcohol. It also helps out with digestion, energy production, fat loss, and maintaining healthy DNA. Alcohol is toxic, so the body will choose to process and eliminate alcohol first over anything else. It will put other things on hold or slow them down to devote its resources to getting rid of alcohol. We only have a certain amount of NAD in the body. Even if you take all the vitamin B supplements you can find, you'll just pee out the extra vitamins. You won't get any extra NAD. Maybe you just discovered why alcohol makes it so hard to lose weight. 
If your body is using a lot of your available NAD to process and eliminate alcohol, then there's reduced capacity for all the other processes NAD helps with. Digestion, energy production, and maintaining DNA are all way more important than getting rid of body fat, so the body will devote all or most of the remaining NAD to the processes that keep us alive. Therefore, fat metabolism is slowed down or stopped completely. It's not simply the excess calories in alcohol that promotes weight gain. It's also the decreased availability of the coenzyme NAD that prevents reduction in body fat. In my experience, I was doing everything right to lose weight for all five years that I was moderating, but I only gained and lost the same one pound over and over. No matter how much cardio I did, how much of a calorie deficit I was in, it didn't matter. When I finally quit drinking, that's when I started to see progress. I don't believe it was simply just a calorie thing because I started eating more treats like ice cream and cookies, which I never did before. My body was just finally able to process and eliminate the extra body fat I carried around because it wasn't constantly focused on processing alcohol. In a 1999 study published in the Journal of Clinical Nutrition, eight men were given a 90-calorie drink of vodka and sugar-free lemonade. Then, 30 minutes later, another drink of vodka and sugar-free lemonade. Researchers measured fat metabolism, or the body's ability to burn fat, before and after drinking. They found that the amount of fat the body was burning reduced by up to 73%, and this effect lasted several hours. What this means is, even though they had a total of 180 calories of alcohol with no sugar, they still only burned a quarter of the fat that they would have burned if they did not drink. So that's with just two shots of vodka. Imagine if you're drinking a bottle of wine every night or more, what that's doing to your body's ability to burn fat. Many popular diet programs or coaches will tell you that you can still have wine on their program or that you don't have to give up drinking to lose weight. Sure, you don't have to, but do you really want your diet to last up to four times as long? If I want to lose 10 pounds and with my low-calorie alcoholic drink, I'm in a calorie deficit that's enough to lose around one pound per week, I may only see a 0.25 pound per week weight loss. So now, instead of this diet taking 10 weeks, it's going to take up to 40 weeks, depending on how often alcohol is consumed. So 40 weeks to lose 10 pounds. This is a main reason why we can't lose weight. When we're drinking constantly, we're not in a calorie deficit all the time. We have to cure our hangovers with unhealthy food, or sometimes you get the drenchies and you eat a lot. So even if you're in a calorie deficit five or six days a week, and then you have one night of partying, it can still blow up all the progress that you would have made. If you listen to episode 33 about alcohol energy... Then you learned a lot about acetate. This is one of the products of the breakdown of alcohol. Most of the acetate produced in the liver is released into the bloodstream and quickly enters the brain. The brain is able to utilize acetate as an energy source instead of glucose. 
and the brain can become dependent on acetate for energy. Studies have shown that for heavy drinkers, blood acetate levels can remain elevated for 24 to 48 hours after their last drink. So you might be thinking like, yeah, I know I listened to last week's episode, so why should I care? Well, the reason that we lose body fat is because we consume less calories than our body uses. This means that the body has to get the extra energy it needs from our fat because it's not coming from our food. When you're providing your body with a constant supply of acetate, which it will gladly use for energy, it has no reason to use fat for energy. In this 1999 study, researchers found that blood acetate levels were 2.5 times higher than normal. And again, that was only with two standard drinks. Not only does alcohol slow down or stop fat loss by monopolizing our coenzymes and saturating our brain with acetate, it also increases our appetite. I never had the drenchies, thankfully, but I know that I... I'm in the minority there. A 2007 study published in Physiology and Behavior looked at the effects of drinking alcohol on appetite and energy intake. The study involved 11 men who had a garlic bread and pizza lunch in a lab, either without alcohol, with alcohol only during the appetizer, or with alcohol during the entire meal. One standard drink is about 150 milliliters of wine or five ounces. In the aperitif condition, participants had 375 mils of red wine 20 minutes before lunch. So this is about half a bottle of wine or two and a half standard drinks. In the co-ingestion condition, participants had 125 mils of red wine so a little less than a glass, with the appetizer, and then 250 milliliters of wine with lunch. So they both had the same amount of wine, just the timing was different. And the control group did not have any alcohol with their lunch. The control group ate about 1,220 calories. The aperitif group, who only had wine with the appetizer, consumed about 1,532 calories. The group who was allowed to drink throughout the entire meal consumed about 1,489 calories. Researchers concluded that alcohol has an immediate effect on appetite and influenced the participants to eat more, particularly at the beginning of the meal. If you're a problem drinker, whether you're a daily drinker or a weekend binger, these findings are likely exacerbated. We're not just drinking half bottle of wine and eating an extra 300 calories. We're slamming two bottles of wine and eating an entire pizza to cure our hangover the next day. Even if you undereat on the other days, which is what I did, the huge calorie surplus you're in on top of the other two things we've discussed cancels out all efforts for weight loss. So alcohol doesn't just prevent fat loss by increasing the amount of food we eat or because of the calories in the drinks themselves. The acetate that's produced in the breakdown of alcohol becomes the fuel that our body uses, so it has no need to tap into fat stores because if you're a heavy chronic drinker, acetate is always hanging around in your body. In addition to acetate becoming our new fuel, the breakdown of alcohol requires a lot of help from an important coenzyme called NAD, 
When NAD is busy helping our liver get rid of all the alcohol that we drink, it can't go help other processes, especially the ones that are not essential to life, like fat loss. Next time someone tells you that you can still drink on their program, know they either aren't aware of what alcohol actually does, or they just want you to sign up by appealing to your problem drinking side. So if you're new to sobriety and weight loss is a big goal of yours, know that you don't have to be super strict. I still ate like tons of junk and lost 20 pounds. So don't stress out. Like just by not drinking, you're allowing your body to actually process your body fat. So no stress, eat the sugar, and enjoy early sobriety. There's a lot of misinformation out there in the sober community or just the health community in general. So if any of these episodes, especially this one, are enlightening for you, please consider taking a screenshot and sharing on your social media and make sure that you tag me so that I can thank you for it. And I'll talk to you guys next week. I'm Madeline, and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking, and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober, and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host, and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety, and lots of how to's for navigating all the things sober from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.